Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everybody to the latest episode of Boss Talks. And the reason why we do this is so you can take the reins of your own life and be the boss of your own life. We want you to be able to listen to this podcast and actually be able to action steps that we share here to improve the quality of not only your life, but your family's life. And I can tell you one massive thing is that this thing is not free. <laughs> we don't charge you. All we ask is that this has become valuable for you, that you share it to someone that needs to hear it. Now, I'm going to read some stats. I've got, like, I've got a bit of a beam of on. I'm a bit, bit shitty about these statistics that I've found. And I'm just going to blindside Christine tonight about what she's going to think about and do about it, you know? So health, so important. If you're going to listen to one of these, one of these and share one podcast out, it's got to be one about health. Because without health, all that money that you're going to make from all our other podcasts isn't worth anything. So get a load of these crazy t statistics. These are from Australia. These are from the Australian government and uh, they're from 2018. So I'm going to assume that it hasn't got any better since. So think about this. Every day, on an average day in, our, in health in Australia, 380 people are diagnosed with cancer. 170 of them, of pe other people, have heart attacks. 100 people have strokes. 14 people are newly diagnosed with end-stage kidney disease. 467 million dollars is spent on health. That's $19 per person in Australia. 406,000 visits are made to general practitioners. 777,000 prescriptions are filed under the pharmaceutical benefits scheme. I'm reading these because I can't remember all these, but they're just so mind-blowingly crazy. I just, it's ridiculous. And 21,400 uh, presentations are made to public hospital emergency departments, 17,000 hospitalizations in uh, public, 11,800 in private, and um, 91,500 services are provided in public hospitals. Like, but what I really want to get to is like, Christine, you're a health expert, and I know we've spoken in many, many cases about just what really worries me is like you're looking at these preventable diseases like 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 what is it like like six out of seven or 67 percent i think you remember telling me that of cancer is preventable like can you just go into that and and what the hell can we do about this <laughs> well joel oh my goodness you know what those statistics don't surprise me at all but they will surprise a lot of our listeners um i've definitely been around disease and illness um my entire life but more so in the last 10 years being part of the health and fitness industry and i've been doing some self-education around the connection between the gut and the brain and how our our body is an ecosystem you know and we have to start treating it as an ecosystem and not just treating the symptoms that are coming up but actually getting down to the cause root of things now 90 percent 
well, it's probably more than 90% of the reason why people are visiting their GP is for stress-related illnesses. And inflammation is showing up in our bodies because of the lifestyle choices that we are making. Now, it could be a stressful job. It could be toxic people in your life. It could be toxic chemicals in your life. It could be bad food that you're eating. There's a number of reasons why those statistics are where they are. And a lot of the time, people are not even letting their body do what it's meant to do, which is heal itself. We are just going straight in um, to the doctor and looking for a quick fix. We're looking for, um, you know, the prescription or something that's going to make us feel better. However, our body is so smart and is so is designed to actually heal itself if we gave it the the chance to do so. So, if I was to say to our listeners today, you know, if is if I was um, quite healthy, but then I started vomiting, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or if I started, if I was, you know, healthy and then I had a, a rash come out, um, you know, d- does the rash mean that I'm still healthy or unhealthy? Or if I've got a headache, does a headache mean that I'm, I'm healthy or unhealthy? These are all signs that our body is is communicating with us and teaching us that, you know, something's not quite right. Now, vomiting is great. It's a good thing. We don't have to take anything for it. It's our body getting rid of something that is not agreeing with our digestive tract. So, um, you know, and it's the same with headaches. A headache is just saying that we're either dehydrated or we're stressed or there's something going on. We don't need to take medication. It'll, the body will heal itself and we'll, we'll, um, you know, make sure that we, um, we get rid of these symptoms that are going on. Okay. So, we're living in a time where, you know, here in Australia, we are one of the highest consumers of antidepressants in the world. And I just can't understand that because we live in a developed country. We have the most amazing locations and we are one of the richest countries in the world as well. So why are we also depressed? Why are we also, um, you know, down with our moods? And it's because of the correlation between our gut and our brain. So many people link depression and moodiness with something's going on with our brain. There's something wrong. So we try and fix it. We get on antidepressants. We, we try and self-stimulate. We try and numb ourselves to try and fix it. But the interaction between the gut mo- microbiome and, the, and our external environment is what creates health or disease. So it's so important for us to really take care of our gut health. And that's the main focus for our podcast today. And you're probably thinking, well, guys, how does this relate to running a business? How does this relate to me being a better mum? How does this relate to me, you know, being the boss of my life? You know what, guys? Most dis-ease or most health will come from your gut, okay? And when your gut and the microbiome is healthy and stabilised, you function better, you are clearer, you make better decisions, you are less stressed, you um, are probably have a better quality of life. You probably have a better outlook on life, more positive. You probably have less toxic relationships. You probably tolerate less shit in your life and you know, nurture yourself and your soul. And that's what we want to help you with. And if you can get your gut microbiome um, to work for you and not against you, then you are going to um, you are going to have the, the most incredible life. Okay, now the the gut microbiome, and I've got some notes here in front of me um, so that I don't miss um, telling you a, a 
very vital piece of information. And if you want more information on this, I really suggest that you go and listen to or look up um, Dr. Hyman, who is part of the broken brain movement, you know, and there's some incredible podcasts out there around the broken brain. Um, but he's basically saying that your microbiome is telling our DNA, DNA how to express itself. So what genes to turn on and off all the time. And if there's challenges going on with the microbiome in the gut, it plays havoc in other areas. And it can, um, you know, things like aging and heart disease and a lot of those other diseases that Joel spoke about, um, it can actually um, impact our genetic expression. So our DNA health, our brain health, our gut health, it all functions as an ecosystem. It comes together like an orchestra. So we have to start taking care of um, the, the ecosystem, okay? And I'm going to give you some tips around how to do that. But you guys need to understand that there's not a one fix thing here. It's an individualized thing. You, you need to know what's going on with your gut and your microbiome because what works for me, if I say I start taking a probiotic or a prebiotic or, or something and, or I eat more broccoli, that's going to do something different to my microbiome than what it will do to Joel's. And if, if you've got um, some bacteria in there and some microbiome that's kind of out of balance and you're feeding extra broccoli or extra sauerkraut or whatever, that can actually escalate whatever digestive issues are going on in your tract. So you've got to really find out what works for you. Now, I heard recently that um, one of the doctors on one of the podcasts I listened to, he found that blueberries were actually leading um, him to feel fatigued after he was making his blueberry smoothie. So through process of elimination, he took the blueberries out, swapped them with another berry like strawberries or um, mulberries or whatever, and he didn't have the same fatigue. So even though blueberries are amazing, they're anti-aging, um, anti-inflammatory and everything like that, his gut microbiome, it wasn't agreeing with the blueberries that he was having and it was actually um, having a negative effect. So I'm going to give you some tips and tricks and foods to try, but, we, but what we want you to do is try them at smaller doses. Find what works for you and see, um, see how your body reacts. But Joel, do you want me to keep going? Do you want to cut in here before I get into the nitty gritty? Well, I, look, I love this. Like I'm sitting here thinking, wow, this is like amazing, amazing information. And, you know, like it just, what comes to mind for me is something that I saw, um, <clears throat> I, it was uh, Jim Kerry, I believe. He's quoted as saying like that he gets that there's depression out there. He gets that there's all these things out there. But like to make sure, like he believes it's there, but he believes what's more likely to be happening is you know, people aren't eating right. They're not exercising right. They're not hanging around the right people. They're not watching the right things. They're comparing themselves to others. They've got too much stress in their life, you know. He says before you jump down the rabbit hole of like these people that are getting the 777,000 prescriptions and that's just on like the, the pharmaceutical benefits scheme, let alone the ones that aren't on benefits, you know, you can start to knock all these things off and then, you know, you know, cover it there. And, you know, I actually went to uh, an event where, uh, and I, I'm going to butcher his name, but Nadine Gavin or Javen, like he's the guy that is, he's just decided he's going to solve health. And so where all this gut research is literally coming from his funding. And he, he, he explains it 
so many different ways. But he says, yeah, the, the gut and the digestive tract is like, like super imperative to like to good health. And he says that he can, he's so close to proving that ill health is a choice and he's going to sh- like, but people aren't aware of it. And when he shows that you can like get, you know, your, your gut tested and um, be shown what to eat, what's great for you and everything like that, that, you know, all these other diseases that are like not, obviously stuff's going to happen. But he says the chances of it happening become like nearly go all the way down to zero and you can actually live in good health, age way slower, you know, dissolve a lot slower and like just live a better life. And the way I've heard it explained and correct me if I'm wrong, because like I heard this about a year and a half ago, but he's like, what I heard was <clears throat> you got, imagine it like a, a, a neighborhood and there's like, you, you know, over time, like when you're born most of the time, if your mother's healthy, you've got this really good gut health, good bacteria and it's all great. And over time we eat processed foods and everything like that. And you know, gangs and bad guys and criminals move into the, into the area. And he said, like what I heard was that if you want to reverse that, cause that's bad for you that all these things that come from a bad digestion, sickness, like gross stuff. And how it was explained to me is that if you start moving in good stuff again, like that creates good bacteria, like what you're saying, sauerkraut and lots of foods that I'm sure you're going to share. It's like moving. It's like, I don't want to say like regenderification of the areas. Like you're moving rich, good people back into the area. And what actually happens over time is starving the bad, the bad shit out and the bad stuff literally starves to death. And that's where the bad breath comes. That's where all that stuff that happens for like that 20 or 30 days where you're detoxing. But basically you're literally starving out the bad stuff. And that's why you get the cravings for the bad foods because it's literally used to eating it. So it's crying for it. But over time, if you just eat and put the right stuff in your gut, the good stuff comes back and, you know, you'll find that without much effort, you'll get to the right weight. You'll feel better. You'll have less headaches. You'll have like, like, am I on the right track there? Oh, absolutely, mate. And that I've never heard it put like that, but it is, it's totally true. And, you know, eating food is an experience for the whole body. And um, a lot of people out there are comfort eating. Now that comfort eating is basically your body has stored a memory from past experience where it's reminding you that if you eat this chocolate bar, if you have that ice cream, um, you know, you're going to feel better. You're going to suppress the emotions that you don't want to feel right now. Exactly what you were just saying. That's what's going to go on. So we have to start retraining the brain. We have to start going, no, I actually don't need that chocolate bar. It's not going to make me feel better. It's just that memory. You know, you've had all those um, senses attached to what's going to happen if you actually eat it. So taste, smell, you know, feel, all that kind of thing. So we just have to rewire the brain. And it's not as difficult as we think. But I want to share uh, with our listeners today that, you know, for me in particular, um, I want to take care of my brain. And, you know, my dad has, um, has Alzheimer's, he's got dementia, and, you know, he's in the final stages. And, I, and he's healthy. His body is healthy. But his brain is going. It is declining fast, you know. And, I, and I'm taking lessons from that. And I really want to make sure that my brain health is on point. And to do that, 
I need to take care of my body. I need to take care of my gut health, okay? Now, I don't know if the listeners know this, but there's 100 million nerves in the gut, more than the spinal cord. That's insane. You probably think the, the spinal cord has most nerves in it, but it doesn't. It's your gut, guys. So all the neurotransmitters, the hormones, the signals, they're all generated in the gut and they communicate with the nervous system and they communicate with the central nervous system in your brain. So when something happens to your digestive tract, it can affect your mood, it can affect your memory, and it can affect how you feel on a daily basis. So if you're wondering, oh, why am I feeling like this all the time? I just feel like I'm not myself. I feel like, I don't know, I just can't be happy. I just, I'm just always in this crabby mood all the time. I reckon it's going to be your gut. You've got to start taking care of your gut, okay? And when you do that, you're going to start feeling better. You're going to find that your mood is increased. So as I said before, most people think depression is linked to the brain and it's not. It Most of the time, in about 95% of the cases, it's your gut. So just simply by getting in a really good omega can help your gut function better and help um, help those transmitters get from the, the gut to your brain better, which is going to flick the switch on and you're going to start feeling, oh, wow, I'm in, I'm in a better mood. Like I'm getting the essential fatty acids in that my brain actually needs to function, you know? So we want to make sure that, and I don't know if you know this, but, you know, um, 90 to 95% of serotonin is in the gut. So, you know, those feel-good hormones, everyone thinks they're in the brain. No, they're in the gut. So if your gut is feeling happy and healthy, you're going to feel happy and healthy. And here's the scary fact. Your mood, just by being angry, it can change your microbiome and produce a totally different metabolite than if you were happy. You know, you're going to produce a whole, like this is where your body is so smart. If you're scared, if you're running from something, if there's fear in your system, you're going to produce different hormones that are going to help you prepare to escape, your body to escape that fear or um, whatever you're running from. So you, your gut, guys, is so central to all health and disease. And as Joel said, health is a choice. You get to decide whether you want to be on the, on the line, on, over the line of disease or on the line of health. You get to make that choice every single day. And one thing we don't want you to do is try and do everything at once. Um, there's a lot of neuroinflammation, um, uh, like neuroinflammation they're starting to discover is causing and linked to so many diseases out there too, Joel. Things like um, that our listeners would know of are things like MS and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and mood disorder diseases, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, like depression and all that, but even, um, you know, psycho, having multiple personalities, all those kind of things. So when we feed um, the diet, when we feed, when we feed the diabetes, diabetes is another one that is linked to neuroinflammation. But when we feed the microbiome the right foods, like short chain um, fatty acids, our body will recruit anti-inflammatory cells that will help us rebuild nerves. And that is the power, my friends, of your body and what it can do. It is it is that ecosystem. So eating the, the eating the healthy eating the healthy food, your body is going to respond and do what it's meant to do. It's like when we get a cut, Joel. When we get a cut, our body is so smart that it will send extra nutrients to that cut to help that body repair 
faster. If you get a blister, if you get anything, any a bruise, your body sends the, the good guys, the soldiers, to that area to help it um, replenish, repair, and protect itself. Um, and that's that. And what it what what happens in my body will be different to what happens in Joel's. Okay, so you have to go and get your microbiome test done. Go and get your gut health tested, and find out um, how your body is interconnected, how it's working, what levels are um, are happening in your body, so that you can individually work on what's going to work best for you. Now, I, I just want to move into a couple of things, Joel, before I hand it over, but. There's certain foods or drinks and things that you can do to help your microbiome, but also help your ecosystem um, work more effectively. And, and some of the foods and drinks are things like um, that are loaded with um, polyphenols. Okay, so polyphenols are really good um, for your digestion. So things like nuts and seeds and berries, green tea, even caffeine. If it's a good caffeine, like organic, without the toxins and um, you know and the the mold and everything. It can be great for your gut health. Fermented foods that have like the live um, microbes in it. So things like kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, tempeh. Like these are beautiful foods, fermented foods. But again, don't go out there and, and take a massive dose if you haven't had these foods before. Start off with small doses and let your microbiome adjust and then you can build up from there. Um, you want to eliminate things like artificial sweeteners. If you're on things like stevia or you think that the, the non-sugar Coke is better than the, the normal Coke, you're wrong, guys. The aspartamine and the artificial sweeteners in some of these things are doing so much damage to our cells and our, and our gut health. Um, drinking a little bit of alcohol, for all those that love a drink, you're going to love me by saying this, but drinking a little bit of alcohol is actually really good, can be really beneficial um, to your gut health, but you want to drink good quality. And, and if you love wine, then maybe choosing an organic wine over a normal one. There's some really affordable organic wines hitting the market that don't, that don't have, you know, um, as much toxicity associated with them. Increasing your fiber. That is one easy thing that you can start doing today that is going to absolutely help your digestive tract, your microbiome and help you function better. And it will actually help increase your mood as well, which is amazing. Um, and then there's other things, Joel, aside from diet, um, but we want to eat fruits and veggies seasonally. I didn't mention that either, but we want to make sure we're eating as seasonally, as close to seasonally as possible. Um, but other things like yoga, meditation, and breath work are insane for improving your gut health. And you're probably thinking, oh, how can that, you know, how can deep breathing help my gut? Guys, it is interconnected. The gut and the mind, the gut and the brain, it's interconnected, okay? There's like 400 times more messages going from the gut to the brain, but through breath work, through slowing down, through being present in the moment, um, just a simple process of closing your eyes, sitting up straight, taking a deep breath in for a count of four, holding it for a count of seven, and then breathing out no noisily through the mouth for a count of eight. Just doing that five times, can help improve, like reduce stress, put your hormones in balance, calm the mind, quiet the chatter, but also help your gut function better as well. So we need to start retraining the brain, mate. We need to start focusing on our breath, mindfulness. We need to calm the mind. And when we calm the mind, we calm the gut. So like, like what, what I've heard about deep breathing 
and even like just regular breathing just throughout the day. Um, I just want to put it to the listeners that if you are if you are in the water and you're under the water for too long and you start drowning, what actually starts happening is your brain cells start to die because you don't have the oxygen to replenish and recreate the cells because cells die and regenerate and everything like that, right? What they've found is that just because the way we breathe now, like people aren't active, they're really shallow breathers, we actually don't have enough, uh, we don't have enough air and oxygen coming into our bodies to even replenish our brain cells while we're just acting, <laughs> acting normally, like just going through our normal days. So one of the things that I got taught is to like to really breathe into your stomach. So, so many people, I know, maybe it doesn't look as fashionable. You don't look like you've got this like super slim, flat stomach when you're doing it, but it's really important to breathe down in, down into your gut, really <clears throat> get a deep breath happening because, uh, you know, honestly, someone who breathes deeply versus someone who doesn't um, has got more brain cells. It's just really, it's really strange to say that, but yeah. And, um, you know, I loved what you said about the fiber because I don't know if you, the listeners, uh, know this or not. And it's a, it's, it's a bit crap to say, but many, many people when they die and they get autopsies done have literally kilograms or for the American listeners, pounds of dry feces all up inside the, inside their intestines and all the way up. And that actually physically makes it impossible for the nutrients from food to actually get through because that's where we absorb our nutrients, right? Which is also where we absorb our serotonin. So if you are not eating enough fiber and letting the, you know, the straw broom go through and get rid of all that disgusting crap, you know, how are you ever going to feel good? It's just, it's not even physically possible. And hey, we're just at the start of learning about this. And I mean, as a species, I mean, the smartest people are only just learning this stuff, but I'm not waiting to get it. <laughs> like this makes so much sense to me. It's so true. I see what healthy people do and I see what unhealthy people do. I've been on both sides. You know, it's, it's crazy, but add to that, Christine, what do you say about that? Am I, am I on the right track there? Absolutely, mate. And there's so many studies going around now where they're studying tribes and communities of people that have um, low levels of disease, that are living to 100 easily in beautiful health. And what they're noticing from these people, um, and this is all around the world, so they, they're looking at Aboriginals here in Australia, they're looking at um, all, all sorts of different tribes out there. And the common themes, even though they're eating different things, Joel, the common theme is this. They eat a diet full of whole foods like plant-based whole foods, not in a package. They don't have sugar, except if they have access to honey, they'll have the honey, and they don't have processed foods. And that's the difference. Our Western diet has changed, has been genetically modified, has had these big companies come in and absolutely tear up and change the whole foods into... Um, you know, genetically modified versions that our body just doesn't recognize anymore. Our, our digestive tract just can't break down anymore. And there's so many documentaries out there, guys, that are showing this. 
Um, and I can't remember the food that I saw in this documentary the other day, um, but they showed, oh, it was uh, wheat. Okay, so it was um, bread. They showed how um, commercialism has come through. Now, it, it wasn't through cynicism. They were actually trying to do a good thing by modifying the wheat to, um, to feed more people, right? We wanted to reduce world hunger and all that kind of thing. So they wanted to be able to grow the wheat quicker. But in that process, instead of having this beautiful long wheat that we used to have that had all these beautiful proteins and fiber and all these things in it that our, that our body recognized and could break down, we've now got a dwarf version of the wheat that has a different protein structure now where the, the main nutrients are actually removed from the wheat that actually helped us digest it. Now that part gets taken out and we're left with this commercialized version that our body doesn't recognize. And that's why so many people can't digest wheat. That's why so many people are feeling bloated or get pains from eating wheat. And it could be in your breads, your pastas or whatever. So we now need to go, okay, well, what do we do? Do we make our own bread from, you know, um, from more whole foods? And even if you are picking a whole food wheat, and I didn't know this, but in whole food, let's say you're picking a whole food, um, a whole grain bread or a whole wheat bread, mm -hmm. it just means that 51% is whole grain and the rest of it is made up from the white flour, the white bread, which is causing the digestive issues. So even when you're trying to do a good job, um, there's all these tricks that the big companies are um, you know, uh, implementing that is confusing our microbiome, that is confusing our, our body's health and our body's ecosystem. Now, here's the, here's the clicker, guys. You never really know if you're doing the right thing or not but you can give yourself the best chance. Yeah. You need to start trialing things and seeing what works for you. Go and get your blood work done. Go and get your, um, your heavy metal tests done. Go and get your microbiome, your gut health tested. There's so many tests out there that are going to give you a platform and a, a blueprint for where you're at now, and it will give you an indication of where you need to go and where you can start individually changing some of these things and as i said you know just eating a bowl of broccoli may not be the thing that fixes you okay so you've got to get a variety of plants in and you've got to slow down guys slow down eat consciously take more like chew your food and listen to your body it is trying to tell you something all the time if you have aches and pains usually it's a referral pain and usually it's something going on in your body and for those people that are interested and want to read something like um the body is the barometer of the soul that's an incredible book to read because it actually tells you what's going on in your body so uh if you've got a headache it'll tell you what um what's going on in your body if you've got breast cancer usually that's linked to not nurturing yourself enough not putting yourself first you know um not taking care of yourself so, you know, the, the, um, the body is the barometer of the soul is a great place. And you can even jump online. And if you've got something going on, like a backache or something's going on with your ankle or kidneys or eyes or whatever, you can, you can usually Google that, um, whatever's going on with the body's barometer of the soul. And you'll find people that have uploaded the information where you can go, oh, okay, this is what it says in the book okay, yeah, that's totally what's happening. So 
you know, for me, um, I've seen people who have had breast cancer, for example, and I'm not saying this is in all cases, but for most of the people that I know that have had breast cancer, they weren't nurturing themselves. They weren't taking time out to do the, the breath work, the mindfulness, the meditation, the yoga. Um, the people that I know that had breast cancer were putting everybody else in, in front of themselves and then they were giving themselves the shit bit at the end of the day or not giving themselves anything. So you know what, guys, like if nothing else, if you take nothing else away from this podcast today, I hope you can really hear that we, we want a better quality of life for you. And it takes time. This is not an overnight thing. I would much rather you try and implement one thing a week and, you know, do this over time, you know, because we've got to look at longevity. We can't just look at quick fixes anymore because it's not working, Joel. Well, like, let's be honest. No one's poisoning themselves in one hit. They're poisoning themselves over time. You know, like eating one packet of M&Ms isn't going to kill you, but eating a packet of M&Ms every day for like 20 years might. You know what I mean? So like, why not just swap those M&Ms out for not Doritos, <laughs> swap them out for like some blueberries or some sauerkraut or like some of the things that Christine said here and um, just do yourselves a favour because like over time your body can, it's amazing what you can do over a decade but what most people do is they just want the the instant they, they see these things on facebook where like oh they people holding up a paper oh I'm, i was five thousand kilos and now i'm like a bikini instagram model it only took four weeks it's total crap and it's not the norm but if you give yourself enough time what can you do in 12 months what if you actually instead of like doing a new year's resolution uh, or waiting until then, because we're getting in, at the time of this podcast, it's the start of August. <clears throat> Why not just remember what your ones were last year and just get to it now? And rather than saying, oh, well, let, let's get this big by February, I'm going to be like absolutely chiseled. You just think, okay, well, what am I going to be like in 10 years? And that's really the, the, the change I've made in myself going to gym. I'm not really a gym guy. I'm a runner. And I've like let the running go because I need to focus on the on the on the gym work because I want upper body strength as I get older. But I'm just going in there and I'm doing pull-ups and I'm doing push-ups. I'm monotonously doing it every day. And I'm thinking, you know, you can look around and see these people. They probably can be Instagram models. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been going to the gym for four weeks and I'm not bigger and muscular than them. What the hell's going on? But I'm thinking when you look at that guy who's 60 who's in the gym, who's obviously been doing it for 10 years or longer and he's just been doing it every day or regularly and he's got a better body than I do. And I'm just like, that's what I want. I want to like, and I think I've been with you on occasion when we've seen at the stairs and you see 60, 70 year old people running up the stairs where we were running and you're going, that's what I want. I'm like, wow, me too. I want to be that age and have, be able to run up, what, 78 stairs? Are you kidding me? And fast as we were, like, oh, my God, that's what I want. So do yourselves a favor because, like, your body can't filter the poison if, and filter your blood if you're just stationary. So Absolutely, mate. And you touched on a really crucial point there, um, and that is consistency and the compound effect. Just the way that your superannuation compounds year after year, um, your health also compounds, and it's either in a negative way or a positive way. 
you can either have um, be feeding disease or you can be you know healing your body and repairing and nourishing it so what what choice are you going to make guys because we're giving you the recipe to a better life we're giving you the crux of how to live a life of longevity pain-free and you're exactly right joe i want to be in my 70s and 80s and still doing stairs still jogging still enjoying life doing yoga you know all those things like we don't have to age the way that society tells us to age you know and i look at um the people where my dad is in in full-time care there's people in there in their uh late 50s that are now in full-time care and i think i don't want that to be me i don't want um that to be our listeners we 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 want you to have a healthier happier more inspired life but we can't do the work for you guys we can give you this information and you can you can decide whether okay today i'm going to act on it I'm going to implement one thing that these guys spoke about today. And if you do that one thing this week and then you change something else the following week, it's going to compound. Your body is going to thank you for it. You're going to flourish, guys. And isn't that what we all want? A life of longevity free from pain and illness and suffering? I know that I definitely don't want my kids going through the pain of seeing their mum go through all that disease and heartache and struggle. I want to be there for them in my best physical form that I can be. And the only way to do that is if we take care of ourselves. So, Joel, this has been an awesome podcast. We've given our all today and there's a lot of information here. I know it feels like we're bombarding you, but you know what, guys? At the end of the day, it's really fucking simple. Just eat more plants and reduce a lot of the toxic things we're putting in our body. And if you do that, you're on the you're on your way to good health. So oh, you you sort of uh, you sort of like got me there because I was going to ask you what are three dot point form tips of strategy. So you said eat more plants. What was the second one? Re- reduce a lot of the foods that are causing toxicity, the foods and drinks. And what was it? what's one more? The third one would have to be the breath work, the mindfulness stuff, like. You've got to slow down, guys. You've got to like stop stop living in the past and stop looking too far in the future and just live in the moment. You know, so many of us are stressed and we're we're looking at where we should be and we're frustrated with where we are, but we're not doing anything to change. So slow down, breathe, ground yourself, get out in nature, um, eat more plants, and then reduce your your exposure to toxins. You know, and that's through food. It's through chemicals and um you know anything anything you're putting on your skin or in your body so let's start looking at our external environment let's start looking in how we're looking after our temple and let's start calming down and and being more present and stop being so busy being busy rather than busy working on our own um our own soul our own spirit well i'll smash mine out filtered water is number one if you are you doesn't matter what you're eating doesn't matter what you're doing other than that if you are not drinking filtered good quality water and at least three to four liters a, a day um you you're not giving your body enough ability to flush out the crap anyway i want you to eat green leafy vegetables that are also <laughs> not like free of free of sprays and pesticides where possible and then I want you to go walk for half an hour a day. I don't care if it's the slowest walk on the planet. Get up and go for a walk for half an hour. 
give your body, and that's going to help you with breath work. If you're out of shape, walking is going to be enough to get your breathing. If you're like Christine, maybe you need to do more than a walk. Maybe not. If you're like somewhere in between like I am, well, maybe a walk run or some gym work like is enough, you know. But go move your body. And if you do those three tips for the next 30 days, get back to us and see how, you go, how you're going after that. I bet you it's a million times better. Anyway, that's it for me. Is that it from you? Oh, I just wanted to touch on one more thing when you mentioned the water. I don't think people realise how many chemicals are in their water. There's like 50 different chemicals in there, guys, and some of them are so, so toxic. So Joel's right. Having that filtered water is going to make a massive difference to um, all aspects of your, of your ecosystem. So please, yeah, make sure you're getting good quality water in. I think that's a really good point, mate. I just wanted to, you know, highlight that. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, guys, if you made it this far, congratulations. And make sure you share this out because this is something that's going to wake people up and shake them up. And honestly, we can help you make millions of dollars, but it doesn't matter if you don't have extra years in your life. And this is a podcast that is going to add years to your family, your friends, your loved ones, and your own lives. So share it out. Have a most outstanding day. Bye, guys. Damn.